The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is a prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Let's put our hands together for the Lord as we welcome Reverend Doc to God's favorite house. Let's keep clapping. Hallelujah. 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 I'm sure you're clapping for the Lord, not me. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Is worthy to be exalted. Why does Lord take time out to worship Lord now? You are, 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 Indeed, you are the God. There's none like unto you. Nobody can compare with you in glory, in honor, in righteousness, in faithfulness. Lord, we are appreciative of who you are to us and what you have done for us. Lord, we have come again this morning again to just fellowship with you and with one another. We want to encamp around your word. We ask for uncommon access. Speak to us mouth to mouth with clarity in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I lean to your spirit this hour to do what you want to do in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your word come with freshness, with clarity in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Thank you very much. God bless you. Hallelujah. It's an honor to be here again. Well, I can say, safely say this is my church also because I've been here several times. And hey, I belong to the kingdom of God. If I belong to the kingdom of God, this is my father's house, this is my church. Amen. 
And I, but I want to appreciate the man, set man of house, Pastor Femi, Pastor Dami. Uh, I really appreciate you. And I want to say we love you. And we bring you greetings from our home church, RCC Day Springs, and we warm love. Now, like I mentioned in the first service, I, I, I don't take opportunity like this very lightly because, see, you can come to somebody's church, it's not here. And you can say one thing and, hey. But when you are trusted, you want to take it seriously, you want to use, you want to be a man of integrity, and I don't take things like, 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 like that. So I believe the Lord will, will honor the man of God, honor us, and honor all of you that are here. I also want to thank all the leadership of the church who was supporting Pastor Femi for this work. And I brought a friend of mine. I call him Pastor Blessing for today. But it's fine. He it doesn't want to be called Pastor Blessing. But you are Pastor Blessing for now. Amen. So we came to spy the land. So anytime I come to church, I learn new things. So we have come to copy and paste. So there are things you, if you come to our own church, you see and just smile. You know, we just copy and paste. And that's also good. So, uh, so we're here to also learn and to also spy the land. But I believe the Lord who has prepared a word. So today uh, we are going to have one, two sermons in one and we still we, we work within the minutes. But I need to do this. Ma, can you please come? Can you please come? I just come. I just need to do this. Don't be afraid. It just, it's good news. <laughs> now why you are here, God started speaking to me about you. That there's a tenderness in your heart that's an access to a new grace. That if you embrace this season, there's something awesome that it wants to do with your life. So just keep that tenderness. Keep that tenderness. Is that okay? God bless you, man. Hallelujah. 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 No, one thing I know about God, that God watches over all of us. God watches over us. And just be excited about, about, about God. Uh, and I know God will do wonderful things, wonderful stuff for us in the name of Jesus Christ. So I said there are two sermons in one. The first one is who you are, and we're going to just go through that, and then we'll go to the next one that's related to this banner. No, I, I actually want to preach who you are, but God says do this. So we're going to do the two together, and then we'll just run with it. So John chapter 1, and I'm going to read verse 1 to 19. John's Gospel, chapter 1. I'm going to start from verse 19 to 23. The reason why we're going to read this is because for us as Christians, we, there have been things that are challenging in our lives that we need to respond to and we need to uh, just do what we need to do. In John's Gospel, chapter nine, 1, verse 19, it says, Now, this is testimony of John. I'm sure your testimony is coming very soon in Jesus' name. When this, the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? That we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make straight path or make straight way for the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, child of God, things, people, circumstances will ask you, who are you? 
And you must be able to respond like John the Baptist. People ask you, who are you? But you must be able to say, I'm not this, but I'm this. I'm not this, but I'm this. So, maybe people are actually asking you that question now. Someone is asking that question and say, who are you? You need to be able to say by the scriptures, I'm not this. I am this. And if you look at what John said, say, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight path or straight way for the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. His response has his foundation in scriptures. So whatever is talking to you, whatever is asking questions, even people, when you want to respond, don't respond by human knowledge. Respond by scripture. I am. I am. This is who I am. And I want to encourage you to do scripture, to study scripture so that when things ask you questions, when life asks you questions, you can say, I'm not this, but I'm this. You can say, I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That's who you are. I am joined here with Christ. That's who you are. I've been lifted and made to sit together with Christ in every place. That's who you are. So there are things that will ask you questions. You can say, I am not what you're saying I am. I am this. And you rule out scriptures. You rule out evidence from scripture. And that's the closing of chapter 1, 1 Sermon, and 2 Sermon starts now. Amen? So when I saw this, I knew God prepared the 2 Sermon for all of us. Create. And in the small place, in the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created. And I, I believe that God wants us to partner with him in the creative world. Work. We are supposed to create things with God. And, but see, child of God, we need to be in sync with God to be sure we are working with God, not against God, not outside the grace that we carry. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So, we are going to look at the road map. That's the next sermon. Sermon 2 is entitled, The Road Map. The road map. So, for us to work with God in the creative world or the crazy sense, we need to follow the map, the pattern. You know, like I shared in the first service, a lot of us use Google Map. I, I do. If I want to, especially I don't like traffic. I don't know about you. I live in Lake, but I don't like traffic. So, what I do before I, I leave my house is to Google how long will it take me? What's the best way to take? Sometimes Google is wrong, but I still do. And I will check that out. And I say, okay, I will go through this way. Except the Spirit of God said, no, don't go there. Go this way. Uh, uh, so I will say to you, use Google Map like I do, but please still listen to the inner witness. If, if God says, don't follow Google, follow your heart. Amen? Tell your neighbor, follow your heart. Not all the time. Don't follow Google. Google has led me before. <laughs> but your heart will not mislead you. Amen? So that's the way it is. So we do that because we want to be efficient. Want, I, don't, I want to save time. I don't want to be trapped in fra- traffic. And I also said, in other cultures, apart from Nigeria, and the reason that is so clear, our weather is all year summer, all around summer. At least you don't have to worry about weather here. You can wear any, and you can dress the way you are, you'll be okay. But in some countries, you need to look at weather reports on your apps to know how to dress appropriately or to know whether you need to go out or not to go out. I, and I used to do it when I was living in Cape Town. I mean, every day I would look at your map. 
uh, the weather report. And I'll say, okay, what is the weather like? Because I want to dress appropriately. Because if you don't dress appropriately out, you can get in trouble. So there's one day I look at the map, I saw sunny. And the sunny was six degrees. I said, this is no kind of sunny of Nigeria. Sunny of six degrees, I need to wear good clothes and keep myself warm. So we do all of that in the natural because we want to make sure that we are efficient, we, don't, we are not vulnerable, we don't expose ourselves unduly. Let me submit to you, child of God, in the spirit realm, there's a roadmap. There's an app that you can log on to. There's a way to navigate your life so that you'll be sure you are working efficiently and you're working appropriately. The Bible says something in scripture that every man's work, creative work, every one of us in glory will stand and every work that we create on earth will be tested by fire. And if the quality of your work is not good enough, it will be consumed by fire. The Bible says, let every man build with quality. Say some people will build with wood, hay, or stubble. Say, but if you build with that quality, when they put the fire, it's gone. That's zero. You will end up in heaven, but the quality of reward will not be good. Amen? And then you are wasting time. So God is saying to us, we need to navigate through life using our spiritual GPS. We, and our GPS is Holy Spirit. We need to lean to him. We need to constantly ask him, what do I need to do? Praise the name of Jesus Christ. No, there's a song we used to sing in old days, Christianity. We say, Jesus, the pattern son. No, it's a song. Jesus, the pattern son. Jesus, the faithful I praise. From the outer court to the holy place, we go beyond the veil to be united with him. And that song is so powerful. It says that Jesus is the template. That we go from the outer court. We go to the in holy place and we go beyond the veil to the holy of holies to be united with him. That means we want to follow, we want to walk in sync with him. To follow the will of God. So, Jesus is a pattern. I'm going to look at the life of Jesus Christ and see how Jesus Christ walked in the roadmap. If you turn your Bible with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. Hebrews 10, 5 to 7. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. It says, Therefore, when he, Jesus Christ, he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but a body you have prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifice, for sin you have no pleasure. Then verse 7. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of the books. It is written of me to do your will, O God. Just like I said, I'm not here to walk at random. I'm here to fulfill a purpose that is written in the book. If you look at John Gospel chapter 5, verse 19. John's Gospel, chapter 5, we're laying the foundation now. Just Christ said, answered, and said to them, most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do, whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. So God said, Just Christ said, I, I don't just do things on my own. I'm not random. Whatever I see my father do, I do also. Let me tell you, there's one prayer point I have that is consistent, that is regular. That God, I want to come to this point in my life. That can say every time, whatever I see my father do, I do also. Is it, so if Jessica said, 
Whatever I see my father do, I do also. That means it is expected for all of us. The Bible says he's the firstborn among many brethren. So if the first son can say this, the second one should be able to say it. The tenth one should be able to say it. And everybody should be able to say it. Whatever I see my father do, I do also. So when God is saying create in, in this season for us, we need to come to a point where we say, in this season, whatever my father is creating, that's what I want to create. In my life, in my spirit. And it's possible because we have a pattern. So God is saying we should walk in the steps of my master. Remember Paul the Apostle says, follow me as I'm following the Lord. So Paul the Apostle said to us, I'm not also random in my approach to ministry or life. I walk in the steps of master. And if you will do likewise, you'll be fulfilled. you have fruitfulness in life and ministry. Praise the name of Joshua. So the foundational text we are using for our discussion is found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians 2, verse 10. Remember, we're talking about the roadmap. The roadmap. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I'm going to read from a couple of scriptures, and we're going to just take it from there. In NIV, New King James Version says, For we are his workmanship. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. With God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Remember we said here, in the beginning God created. Look at this scripture again in KJV. Say, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. With God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Specific work. Specific way of walking. Look at NIV. NIV says, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The good work that God prepared when? In advance, before you showed up to do. The New Living Translation says, says this, NLT says, for we are God's masterpiece. Tell your neighbor, I'm God's masterpiece. So don't let, see if they ask you, who are you? They say, I'm God's masterpiece. I'm God's masterpiece. If they say anything, say, I'm not what you're saying, I am God's masterpiece. Say, how do you know? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, NLT says that. It says, I'm God's masterpiece, for he has created us and new in Christ, so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. You can see that's a roadmap that God planned for all of us. The day you gave your life to Christ, you were recreated in Christ Jesus, and there's a plan. There's a roadmap. There's a way to walk. There's a way to talk. And there's a plan for us to walk in. In the Message Bible, and I like that also, say, He created us, He created each of us by Christ Jesus to join Him in the work He does. See that again. He created us, each of us. That means each and every one of us. He created us, each of us. Right? By Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he had gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. So we are supposed to partner with him. You see, that's why this is important for us to understand the roadmap. See, if you are doing your own stuff, you are really on your own. (laughs) O-Y-O. Because it says here, "I I have a work, I have a project. And I want you to be my partner. 
and have designed the work. And it's better for us to be part of the work. So for all of us, there's a specific assignment. God prepared in advance and says, come and join me to the work. Question, if you ask somebody to come and help you do ABC, I'm sure you tell the person, I want to do this. I, this is how I want to do it. And the person, no, 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 no. I don't want, ah, this, I can't, if you want me to help you, I want to change the plan. Ah, no, no, Oga, I'm the owner of the work. <laughs> I just ask you to help me do the work. Say, no, I'm going to change the plan. I said, okay, if you want to change the plan, you can go. <laughs> I will look for somebody else to do the work. See, sometimes it's very strange that Christians will come to God and say, oh God, God, you are really, you are doing well, well, but I don't think you thought it through. You look at my height, my color of my skin, and you think to be an usher is the right thing. God, I think you, you missed it. And let me be a worship leader. <laughs> what happened? Everyone will laugh. Everyone will laugh. Because you have been created by God for a specific assignment. And it says here, you are better be doing the work. It's your advantage to do the work. Why is it your advantage? Number one. The anointing to do the work is from who? You or God? It's from God. If you don't have the grace to do a work and want to do it, then you fail. That's the recipe for failure. Every assignment it's, that God has given you, it will give you grace, the unction to do it. That's number one. The provision for the assignment is also available for the assignment. Remember, he is the owner of the work. He's the one that created the assignment. He's the one that has the project. He's the one that has the big picture. As is to partner with him. So, if you ask somebody to build you a house, and the man comes, you say, this is the design. Architect has, say, ah, no, okay, I've been building the house. I've been in houses for ages. Uh, I need more than what the context of your say I should use. Or, what will you say to the man? <laughs> okay. You can be going now. I'll look for somebody else. That's what some of us as Christians were doing to God. By saying, we want to change his plan. God has taught it through. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So if you look at Jeremiah chapter 1, I'm sure you are familiar with this assignment, this scripture. It says, yeah, Jeremiah 1, 4 to 5. It says, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctify you, I ordained you a prophet to the nation. Question. Can Jeremiah wake up one day and say, well, I don't want to be a prophet, I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> it is not done. God says, I formed you in your mother's womb and your assignment is to be prophet to the nation. Roadmap for Jeremiah. And Jeremiah did a good job at it. You know, all you need to do is read his book. You know, Jeremiah confirmed and obeyed. And you can see the fruitfulness. Even the prophecy he gave. Daniel said, ah, this is the timing. And Daniel was able to pray through to assess the prophecy that was given by Jeremiah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter 1, verse, Galatians 1, 15 to 16, you see the lifestyle of Paul also in that scripture. 
Galatians 1, 15 to 16. Galatians 1, 15 to 16. You see, Paul writing about himself. Say, when he came, when he pleased God, when he pleased God, rather. Say, when he pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb? Like Jeremiah. <laughs> Say, God, in his timing, he did something ahead of time. Called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confound with flesh and blood. There are principles in this scripture that I, I want to just talk about. Number, maybe we'll talk about it later, but let's just lay the foundation. Number one is that these two characters, like Jesus Christ, said, I'm not just here to do a random job. Jeremiah said, I'm a prophet. The other one said, I'm an apostle. And my apostleship is to, specifically to Gentiles. Do you know Paul tried to preach to Jews? Read that to apostles. Paul tried, 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 tried. And he would say, look, I'm not listening to you. One day, he came to himself. I said, let me just respect myself and do what I've been asked to do. Go and read that to apostles. You find that he tried. And that was based on his passion for the people. He just wanted, but they ignored him. They didn't listen to him. <laughs> Child of God, maybe... There's somebody here who you have been doing something and you are not getting kind of result. God is saying, be like Paul. Just wake up. Wake up. Ask God, okay, let's make a U-turn. Ask God for the right assignment. But if we also look at these people, one thing that is clear about Jeremiah, he said the word of the Lord came to him. See, like I mentioned in the first service, God does not have a right to judge me without giving me access to information. God will always judge me based on what he has told me to do and I refuse to do it. Jeremiah will be out of order to say I'm not going to be a prophet. Right? Say the word of the Lord came to me. So let me tell you, child of God, if you are open as a child of God, if you are saying, God, speak to me, I want to be a partner with you in the creative work, I want to plug in with you, the word of the Lord will come to you like it came to Jeremiah. It will come. The word will come. You will not be confused. You will be clear crystal clear. <laughs> the word of the Lord is still coming and will still come to his people. Like Jeremiah. Paul was not a random person. The other thing I want to point out on Paul's idea is this. When God gives you an assignment, it's not time to go and confirm with flesh and blood. A lot of us, when we get an assignment, we now say, ah, okay, let me go and see what people will say about it. I'm not saying don't talk to a pastor. I'm not talking about that. You can talk to spirit people, but the primary assignment is you must go back to God for the blueprint for how to do it. Paul said, after receiving sorry, I did not confound with flesh and blood. I separated myself. He said, I went to Arabia. Sometimes when God gives you instruction, it's ceasing to incubate and go and listen to God for further and better particular. <laughs> you don't just do things randomly. So that's a principle you can learn from Paul. He said, I did not confirm with him. So it's not time to start chatting. Ah, don't you know what God is saying to us? <laughs> a lot of us miss God by broadcasting the assignment before getting the roadmap or by, before incubating the, 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 the process. But God will help us in Jesus' mighty name. So you see that for Paul, if you look at Galatians 1, chapter 1, he says, Paul, an apostle, not from man, nor true man, but true Christ Jesus, the Father who raised him from the dead. Every assignment 
must be from God, not from man. No, like I told, mentioned in the first service, it'd be wrong for you to tell your child or tell yourself, I can be anything I want to be in life, especially if you're a Christian. It's not true. It's not true. You can't say, ah, Junior, you can be anything. It's not true. Junior cannot be anything. Essentially, we don't want Junior to be a Christian, a true Christian. Junior or whoever should be asked, go and last, hear God and find the assignment. No, I, I, I said to my son, say he wants to be a doctor like me. I said, ah, okay. <laughs> it's not like that. Too. So I put him through some tests, hard tests. Hard tests. So I had a friend who was a doctor who teaches anatomy, medical student, and is radiologist. So I think it was in SS2 that time. So I said, go and stay with him. So that guy took him to anatomy class, sat, this is lecture. I said, did you take him to cadaver room? Cadaver room is where they put dead bodies that they caught. I said, I, say I took him there. So to scare him. So, you know, because when I entered medical school, I didn't know that there was dead body. Maybe I would have gone. <laughs> that we caught dead bodies. So I said, take him there. So he also spent time fine with the, the guy in his office for about a week. After the week, I said, do you still want to be a doctor? <laughs> so I said, yes. I said, but hey, you still do this, but you have to work hard though. But I also said to him, beyond being a doctor, ask God, what's the plan? What's the plan? No, I, I, I remember I said this, but my wife told me she didn't hear that part. <laughs> I said, you are marrying a doctor today. The doctor can train to be a pastor. She said she didn't hear it, but I remember I told her. Because I know what God told me, <laughs> that you are a doctor, but ministry is part of it. Right? And, hey, I know that's my assignment. No, I also said to the people for service, no, there's one exam I've been, I just was failing, failing, failing. I said, God, if you want me to drop this thing, I have no problem with it. I can drop it. Do, doctor, is that a big deal? And I spoke to a senior friend of mine, a pastor. I said, God, between me and you, sir, if God says this doctor thing, don't do it again. I can drop it. I don't have anything to it. A lot of us are too angled. We, we are hooked with things that are not, doesn't have eternal value. I'm not saying not good to be a doctor or a lawyer. Look at Paul. Paul was a lawyer, tent maker. <laughs> Did he work with law in scriptures? No. I'm not saying don't study. I, I believe in studying, getting your degree. See, God did not say to me, even up till now, God did not say to me, stop practicing medicine. I still practice medicine till now. I, I'm still studying. So <laughs> I still went out of this country to study and that aspect of medicine for two years. And I did that not because I was a feeling. No. I did it by instruction. By instruction. And I'm sure I've shared it with you. In one year I was praying and God says, reinvent yourself. Ah, reinvent yourself. Instruction, clear. Reinvent yourself. So I prayed. And God just said, okay, study this aspect of medicine. You study. I said, okay, I will do it. I researched, oh, I started researching online. I was planning to go to UK to study, but I didn't have enough money to support it. So I said, okay, I will do small, small models. May that year, a call came through from South Africa. They said they are looking for a Nigerian to be trained in that field. Can you push yourself to it, motivate for it? And I did. And I got the scholarship. So I still believe in studying. But do you know what I believe? All of that is a journey for ministry. Know why I said so? Because to the glory of God, I'm the only Nigerian with that skill now, as we speak. <laughs> so, if I speak in that field, I'm a voice. True? 
Let me even shock you for that. I'm actually the first person in West Africa, the most African person with that thing. Say if I go to Ghana and I say I want to talk to doctors in that field, they will listen to me. Because there's nobody in Ghana with that skill. Do you know when I go and speak along that line in medicine, I will not talk about Jesus. It's not possible now. It's not possible. Even if I don't speak on the platform of Jesus when I talk to medicine, at least we have tea break, Abby. We have tea break. I can say, by the way, <laughs> say, ah, you know, and people are so impressed by degrees. No. When you're the first, they say, ah, they're so impressed. They want to be your friend. And they are talking about coffee. Say, by the way, all this thing happened because God said I should do it. Say, ah, God. What do you mean by God? Every opportunity to deliver scripture can be given. So for me, I see it as a platform. So your field, your instruction is a platform for the assignment. Right? So it's not nothing. So God will come. And I believe God is going to push out Christians like that. To be a voice in the field. A voice to be enhanced. So when you talk, you, can, you won't say you're a fool. Right? Right? That's the idea. But if God has said all of that, drop. It's <laughs> no problem, sir. <laughs> we're to drop it. Because the big picture is what you're looking at. The big picture. So you need, you need to ask God. So, and it, it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Tell your neighbor it's not a big deal. You see, like I said, God cannot judge you without giving you access to information. But you know, he has provided a channel for all of us. <laughs> in John 16, verse 12 to 15. John 16, 12 to 15. It says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear it now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. For he will not take of what he will take of what is mine and declare to you. All things the Father has are mine. Therefore I said, He will take of mine and declare it to you. God is saying here, I have the spirit of grace to lead you, to guide you, to reveal things to you. So if I need to understand, like the example I shared, I didn't go to any prophet to hear it. All I did. And I will also recommend it to you. Take out time every time to say, God, what is next? What is next? What is next? Because if you are reading a map, <laughs> you can't just read it. Even Google map, you know, you have to be listening. You have to say, okay, am I still, what's next? What's... The same way with the spirit of grace. I say, well, we are here now. What is next? What is next? What's the assignment? See, the winning advantage that you are looking for is found in the roadmap for your life, my life. The beauty of the Lord, the honor of the Lord is found in the heart of the Father for each and every one of us. The beauty of the Lord is there. So we must understand that when we lean to the spirit of grace, it will show us things, it will reveal things to us in Jesus' mighty name. Look at Moses in Exodus 25 verse 9. God revealed to him the temple, how to build it. The wood. It was detailed. Let me tell you the truth, child of God. Every information from God to you will be in detail. In detail. There's no ambiguity. He will tell you. He will tell you. Sir, man, what I just told you now, I'm sure if you meditate on it, there'll be some detail that you, maybe it was easy before, but it's now coming to you. Coming to you. That's how God works. It will be so clear. It will be so clear. 
if there's no clarity, don't run with it. Stay until you get clarity. God says, I speak to Moses. How? Mouth to mouth. Our covenant is superior to the covenant of Moses. So if God can speak to Moses mouth to mouth, that means God can speak to your us now, out to heart. <laughs> that's deeper. And we have the spirit of grace. That's in, no, I, I love that scripture in John 14. But I say, the spirit of God will be in us and by us. In us, by us. is within you and with you. Moses never had such access to God. Never. Never. <laughs> so, that's why I said to you, God can only judge us. But God will say to you, I gave you the spirit of truth that's living within you and is by you. Do I work in the Holy Spirit? So, are, you, are we taking advantage of the roadmap, the secret to the roadmap, by the spirit within and by us? I think what God will try to do to all of us, especially in this local church or this assembly, is that he's in the process of creating things or making things happen for people. But say, look at there's a roadmap. I'm not random in my approach. There's a part you need to play. There's a part I need to play. Let me also say this too. That, and I shared in the first service. I was a part of a church years ago, Redeemed Church. I wasn't the pastor. In that church, God said to me clearly, without a shadow, I said, I have brought you here as a voice. And I knew what it meant by that. Say, I brought you here as a voice. And to confirm that, I, I should share the testimony, but we had a prayer meeting of pastors and ministers. That day, the pastor was about to ordain two people to assist him as a pastor. I didn't know, but shortly before the video, once we got to that part of the service, I just walked up to the pastor and said, Pastor, I have a word. Can I go ahead and share the word that God has put in my heart? Remember, I said, God said, You are a voice. He said, go ahead. Let me also say this to you. If the man said to me, shut up, I will not do anything. A lot of us want to work in ministry. And you're under a pastor. And you say, I'm being called to a prophet so I can manifest my gifting. No, that's disorderliness. If the pastor that, that day said to me, no, I don't want to talk to the prophecy, I'll keep quiet. Is it my work? No. God, who, who is the owner of work, will talk to him. So I said, go ahead and share the prophecy that is in your heart. So I want to say to you, if you have a prophecy... Bible says the spirit of prophets of the prophet. Don't be dissolved in it. Just ethics in ministry. Do what is right. So he said, go ahead. So I walk up to the first man and I say what I need to say to the man. I walk up to the second person. I said what I need to say to the second person. And what I told them was in preparation for the new role they're about to play. A, the other one of them told me, are you a prophet? I said, I'm not a prophet, but I told him what God has told me. I'm a voice here. There are people in this church that you need to wake up and begin to walk in your ministry, in your gift, without causing schism in the body. <laughs> right? There are graces. There are people who are called to be maybe a voice in, the, in this church, evangelists, teachers. All you need to do is to walk in that gifting and ensure you submit to the leadership of the church. As you do all that, there will be growth, creativity, and you'll be blessed yourself. <laughs> you see, let me say this to you. If I did not yield to that gifted in that church under a man's ministry, the next expression in the prophetic will not be there. It won't be there. It won't be there. Because the same way I worked in that same small prophetic thing, that's how it grows. It grows. It grows. It grows. See, the Bible says to us, 
if you are not faithful in another man's thing, who will commit to your hand your own stuff? That's how it works. So you need to ask God. So God will show you. Let me say this to you. Remember we said in the volume of the books, just because I said the volume of the books, it's written of me. Your assignment is here in this Bible. It's here. I know you read the Bible to understand the character of God, the blessing of God, and all of that. In this Bible is your assignment also and how to do it. See, I don't have two heads though, and I know that you know I don't have two heads. And when Jesus Christ was dying for me, he didn't say, ah, this is the death for Devon Dog. <laughs> so, this is special. No. No, I'll give you an example. I was reading scripture one day where they wrote <laughs> there was a problem in the church. The Greek, the Hellenists were not being sorted out properly. And the people complained and went to Peter, the apostle. And Peter said, the apostle said, it's not appropriate for us to leave the word and prayer, the ministry of the word and prayer, and serve table. That we will not leave the word and prayer and begin to say, Do you, have you eaten? Have you not eaten? Have you eaten? Have you eaten? Say, no. Say, we will give ourselves continually to the ministry of the word and prayer. Say, choose you, men, honest report, feel your spirit that will set over this matter. It's a good thing to know, Abi, right? But see, after reading that scripture, God said to me, son, you want to pass, in, you want to succeed in ministry? Say, yes, sir. Say, do this. Give yourself continually to word and prayer. And if you do it, you'll be successful. So, you'll be wrong of me to now go and read somebody's book and say, how to succeed in ministry is to jump ten times, roll on the floor, and you'll be successful. Will I be successful? No. See, a lot of us are doing stuff like, I'm not saying I read books though, about ministry. I do all those things, but I know my primary way of doing stuff. So, if I want to be fruitful in ministry, I'll read the Bible and I'll pray. <laughs> but if I don't read the Bible and I'll pray, hey, forget it now. Will I blame God? No. So, I'm saying to you, if you will read scripture, you're reading scripture, God will begin to talk to you specifically about what to do. Even the business, how to make money. See, some people talk about multiple speaking. No, they got it from scripture. If you read Proverbs for one month, you'll be a multiple speaker. True? You don't know. Ah, you will be. <laughs> All you need to do, sit down with Proverbs, one chapter a day for one month. You will be a multiple speaker. Let me give an example. Look at the hands. I in the Bible. They neither have leaders, but they plan. I said, well, you must plan. Like hands. It's not much more speaking. Planning. In summer, they gather there. <laughs> say, well, for you to succeed in life, is, the model is you plan. You foresee dangers. You foresee scarcity. And you plan now. Is that not much more speaking? That's not what they tell you. That's what they do. <laughs> they said, don't be hasty to make friends. Don't, he says in the scripture, don't be, don't be a shorty for a friend that is a stranger. Is that not in the scripture? So say somebody comes to you, come and feel character form, and you don't know the person. Will you feel? So I can tell you, for you to succeed in life, make sure the person you are feeling in character form is somebody that is trustworthy, that you can support. Is that not Muslim speaking? It is. So if you want to be a Muslim speaker, go and read Proverbs. <laughs> You'll be. But I'm saying this to you. Somebody else can read Proverbs, and God will show you principle in Proverbs that you can teach people that will make you stand out for ministry. And that channel will be what will draw men 
to God. Right? So, I'm saying to you, there are many things, there are many treasures here. So, when you read the Bible from now, learn the principle of scriptures, learn the character of God, learn how to pray, learn how to make demand from scripture, but ask God, the same way you reveal the assignment to Lord Jesus Christ, the same way John the Baptist said, my assignment is this. No, we, we look at one scripture in the morning, Luke chapter 4. Let's look at it. I think it's good to look at that thing. Just to see that it, it, it's something that is not magical. It's not, you know, like I said, it's not something we put up that we can use to cover people's eyes. In Luke chapter 4, verse 16, you see the pattern, the model. It's like just kind of model the thing to us. It says here, Luke chapter 4, verse 16. So, Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom, he went to synagogue on Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he found the book, and he was handed over, rather, he was handed over the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Let's stop there. They gave him the book of Isaiah, and he found the place. That shows that Jesus Christ had read the book before. True? You don't agree. You can't just be doing... Uh, he found, I mean, he looked for the place. He looked. He found. To find something is to check. I said, okay, they gave you, it's like they give you, the, they gave you this book. So, what do you want to read today? Say, okay, this is what I want to read. And the Bible says, he found the place. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim back to the captive, the recovery of sign to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the assembly year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant. And 21 said, Say, today, these scriptures is fulfilled your hearing. Question. How did you know that's talking about him? He read. Let me tell you, sir, a man. Everything that Jesus did was not done by divinity. Not that he did by God. Some God but he was stripped of everything. The Bible says he learned obedience by the thing he suffered. That means he went through the process like all of us are going through the process. So he studied Isaiah. I'm sure he was in that school. And God said, stop, son. Look at that. Look at that again. Look at that again. And he said, okay, ah, child of God, that's how it's going to happen to you and I. You'll be reading the Bible. Most people say, stop, son. Stop, daughter. Look at that verse again. Look at that place again. Look at that place again. And it would dawn on you that God has written a personally, personal love letter to you about your assignment, your work. And the prayer to pray then is that God, the Bible says, you are the one that work in me both to will and to your good pleasures. To will and to do. God, I'm yielded. I'm ready. Bring it on. I will do it. Like I said, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to make up anything. That's what I'm showing you from scriptures, a pattern. If Jesus Christ walked in that pattern, you can walk in that pattern. If John the Baptist had that pattern, he is available to you. If Paul, the apostle, had the prophetic word, see, sometimes God will give you a prophetic word or inner witness. There's a knowing in your heart. Just know. There's a knowing. No, Paul said, I perceive in my heart that this ship will, will not go well. This journey will not go well. He didn't say I had a voice. He said, I perceive. 
Just in the scripture also, Bible talks about when they brought this, this paralytic man and they brought him through the roof and he was talking to the man. Bible said, just perceive their thought were hard. They said, what kind of man is this? He didn't say anything to him. He said, just perceive. See, every child of God, you have the spirit to perceive, to hear. It's called the inner witness, the small still voice. Child of God, to read the map properly, to know what to do, you must be sensitive to your voice of the spirit, the inner witness. You cannot go out every day or every time without being sensitive. A lot of us don't know what to do because we don't create time to hear. Or sometimes we don't, we, the, no, the voice of God is here all, all over the place. But because you don't have the right equipment or attitude. What's the equipment? You have to be born again, first of all. If you are not born again, you cannot hear his voice. The Bible says, I will not cast my pearl before swine. Every kingdom has their coded language. God will only speak to his people by the language. That's number one. So if you're born again, you have the equipment. Number two, are you creating the right ambience for spirit to speak to you? When was the last time you took out time to hear him, to pray, to fast, without pastor calling fast? You see, a lot of us are waiting for a pastor to call a fast before we fast. <laughs> but it's good to fast when they call a fast. But we should also have a structured way. That means see, if you are fasting on your own without the pastor calling fast, that means you are interested in your own spiritual development. You have a strategy for life and ministry. So do you listen to the inner witness? Do you check out your inner witness? The same way you look at the Google map every day, but I do, and I don't know about you, but I do. When I want to go, I, I, I don't like traffic. The same way you look at your spiritual Google map, GFPPS, are you checking out and say, God, what is the next thing to do now? What's the partnership role that I need to have today? So it's not just for you to say, okay, well, it's only one. So some of us only lead to the spirit in church or when you're in trouble. <laughs> so you are inside traffic, now that's why you want to use that Google map. That's not the way Google Map works. Is that not so? You are supposed to plan your journey. But some of us, that's what Christians do. They don't listen to God until they're in trouble. So when they're in trouble, Holy Spirit, what do I do now? Let me shock you. <laughs> it's more difficult to build in a storm than to build without a storm. True? It's more difficult. <laughs> it's more difficult to build a building within a storm without a storm. When you are, want to hear the word of God in the middle of your crisis, you are building in the storm. Get to know his voice without a storm. So when you know his voice, you know his pattern, when you are inside a storm, the channel is clear. It's clear. <laughs> so God, God is saying to us, one of my channels is through the word. God says speak through his word audibly, by the way. Audibly. 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 <laughs> and by inner witness. So, do you listen to your inner witness? And see, one of the things that we're taught as young Christians is to practice God's presence. <laughs> see, you see, Christianity is training, it's a drill. It's a drill. It's a drill. Sometimes you need to <laughs> be in your house, in your quiet time. Put a chair there and just say, Holy Spirit, let us have a chat. <laughs> let us talk. Or can say, Holy Spirit, give me a song to sing. I want to worship you. Give me a song. See, it's part of practicing his presence. It's part of learning to tune into his voice. So I want to beg of you. 
my brothers and sisters. For now, because we're in the season of creating with him, there's a roadmap. There's a place to go. There's a way to go. Why don't you take out time and say, Holy Spirit, in the word, show me the map. In my quiet time, in my listening, show me the, the way to go. And make a commitment that whatever is revealed to me, I will do it. That will be like my master, Jesus Christ. I'll be like John the Baptist. I'll be like an apostle, Paul, who said, woe is me if, I don't, if I'm disobeying to the heavenly vision or assignment. Is an attitude like that that makes heaven commit to a man without looking back. You want heaven to commit to you? Be that sold out like Paul. Be that sold out like Jesus Christ. Be sold out like John the Baptist. We say, I know who I am. I'm not the Christ, but I'm the voice. Let us pray. I believe there are so many things that have been said this morning to all of us. What is clear is there's a roadmap. What is clear, there's a way to go. What is clear, there's a way to respond. Why don't you talk to the Lord this morning? Maybe God has been speaking to you. Maybe I've been talking to you about certain things in your life that you need to go back to. Maybe the notes you have written years ago. The assignment that has been written years ago, God might say, go back there, go back there, go back there. What we call the cost correction, where you need to correct <laughs> where you are heading. Why don't you just ask the Lord? The Lord, whatever I need to do now, help me. And what I want to do, also make a commitment to make this sermon, it might not be everything, but whatever is applicable to you, Make a commitment now that I will apply my heart. I will make it usable. I will focus on it until I profit by it. And that's a wooden edge. The provision is for the vision that God has provided for you to walk in. Maybe you're here this morning. You have not given your life to Christ. We want to give you a privilege and opportunity to give your life to Christ. What you need to do is simply pray a simple prayer with me. And as a mark of commitment, because to start this journey, you must give your life to Christ. Put your right hand over your heart as a mark of commitment. Say, Lord, I want to follow you from now on. As a mark of commitment, I want to put your right hand over your heart as a mark of commitment to a journey. Put your right hand over your heart as a mark of commitment to the journey. That I want to start this journey of faith. And I want to pray with you. Just put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, as a mark of commitment to start the journey of a new birth, I'm putting my heart over my heart. And I will pray with you shortly. Father, I pray for everyone who's committing to follow you as a disciple, as a new believer, by putting their heart and by their heart, Lord, you said in the scripture, anyone's sin that will forgive is forgiven. Lord, by the unction of the Holy Spirit available here, Father, we pray that you will create a new heart in them. Forgive their past. Lord, let there be joy of salvation in their hearts and let your name be glorified and be exalted in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, your word has been brought to them. Lord, 
make a necessary change, transformation by the word. Lord, I also pray for everybody that they brought to church. Whatever it is, you are God that is beautiful for every situation. There's nothing too hard for you. Lord, by the spirit of faith, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, every sickness, every affliction, go now in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for clarity. Anyone that's confused, I pray for direction, clarity. You have clarity. You have clarity. As you go into this week, you go forth in the strength of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Lord Almighty will fight your battles. You'll be victorious and you'll be at peace. The Lord will cover you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.